Welcome back, party people. Welcome back. It's here. It's us. Thanks for your concern. <laughs> the podcast. I'm Ella Tudor. I'm Bernice Diaz. Today is for the people that are listening. You're going to be listening on Wednesday. Uh, but for us, it's just the day before Tuesday. So it is election day. Um, the mood in the room is tense. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm going to be completely honest. Like, how are you feeling? I'm feeling as good as I can be, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, I really wanted to set myself up to win. Like, I cleaned my room yesterday. I washed my bathtub. I was like, I'm just going to take a bath. I'm going to have, like, a self-care day. I'm going to sleep in. Um, And then, like, 7.30 a.m. rolled around, and I was, like, wide awake. (laughs) Yeah, I did literally the same thing. Like, I read. I am literally going completely dark off of social media for... I don't know, the next for foreseeable future, because I remember that a lot of things that hurt me last time around, which might be different or the same, was like seeing my homies come out the closet, you know, being like, nah, like, yes, Trump, you know, that kind of thing. And it really affected my mental state because I like had like an identity crisis of like, oh, my God, do I even know who I thought I knew? Which I think is a little different this time around because I'm not in Pullman, but same thing. I'm just going to check out and then. Yeah, I've been in social media and it's been um, I mean, I think obviously my social media knows that like I don't fuck with Trump. So it's showing me a lot of anti-Trump things. Um, But I think a lot of the change that I have seen is I've been seeing a lot of people making like statements about like human rights. Like, you know, Um, I think during like the last election everyone thought that trump wasn't gonna win and now like because he's in office everyone's like oh shit like put in work put in education behind Mm -hmm. your statements so i'm here for it and um i think obviously i'm usually not like uh whenever i talk about like donald trump i'm like no hey we're just like not gonna imagine a couple of things because he thinks all immigrants should be deported and i'm an immigrant you know but today i decided to speak my mind and I was just like like if you're voting for Trump you're voting for white supremacy xenophobia transphobia homophobia like all these policies that like he is actively doing to oppress people who are in marginalized communities and of course you know I got I got that white man that's like oh don't be this girl like don't be this person and I think that it's funny because the only time that people tell me that is usually comes from like a white guy that like doesn't recognize a lot of his privilege and I think that I'm just like at the point where like if you want to be tolerant to like hate that's your decision but like I'm not a white man my reality is very different from yours like I live in a world where I see mine and other people's limitations and oppressions and they're very they're very visible so like if you're getting worked up about me adding to what you think it's the hate like what like (laughs) it doesn't make a lot of sense yeah (laughs) yeah I definitely like I've just been feeling a little bit more I mean I've been feeling anxious but I've been feeling very anxious about just personal life things you know so right now I'm like you know what let's just worry about self-care because I've done as much as I can at this point because it's election day you know what I'm saying and I know all of my homies have voted and everyone I'm surrounded with has voted so I and I voted so it's like I can that's as much as I can do so the outcome that happens I can't control and I've been Mm -hmm. very I've 
very preoccupying thoughts and like I am very used to catastrophizing like I'm like oh my god if this doesn't go this way I think a race war is gonna break out this is the end of the world and I'm just like I can't think like that I have to just like be in the moment right now and take care of myself and like set myself up for success and that's all I can do right now like we'll fucking take it as it comes instead of planning for the end of the world um <laughs> i love that i love yeah. that positivity i love that little mental health synopsis of looking yeah. <laughs> of taking care of yourself um but let's get into the episode all right let's do it So today we're going to talk about conflict, confrontations, Twitter subtweets, subtweets, drama, etc. And resolution. Yeah. And what to do when you're faced with a, with a difficult situation. I'm and actually tricky people. I'm actually really excited about this episode because I just feel like I've learned a lot over the past five years about this subject. Like, I definitely feel like now I'm more equipped to talk about this and I have like antidotes of things that like I did wrong, but like now I know how to do better. So I'm excited to like pass that on and just kind of like talk about it. And, you know, holidays are coming up. So conflict and confrontation (laughs) within your family. I know that's always fun for people. Some hot topics are going to come up. People are not ready to fucking dive in for. So, you know, hopefully you could take some tips away so you can have a more calm and sane holiday season, whatever that looks like. Um, All right. So first of all, I feel like there's a lot of different ways that people like to deal with conflict. Um, Personally, I'm one who likes to avoid conflict until I'm not like scared of conflict, but I'm more of like a mellow person. So if I don't have to engage in conflict, I'd rather like find ways around it. Um, Ella, what about you? You know, it's very different between me as a friend and like me in a relationship, if that makes sense. I'm a little bit more combat. I want to say combative, but I I bring things up more in a relationship than I am with a friend, just because sometimes friends like, I don't know, I feel like I have more of a rapport with them. And it's a little bit easier for me to get like, oh, that maybe not what they meant da, 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 versus when I'm dating someone and they say something I'm like I'm gonna have to bring this up because I don't want to like <laughs> fester on this thought yeah. for a really long time uh, and then you bring it up changed. later when you're drunk and you're yeah. like I can't believe you think this yeah uh, definitely I fucking feel that so <laughs> I'm a little bit more forgiving with friends I, I feel like they have better you know intentions than dudes I've dated in the past <laughs> For real. Um, so first up, we're going to talk about the type of conflict that ends up being most conflict, at least in my life present with some of my past experiences. And that is drunk people and conflict. Yeah, you know, the, the good old bar fights and stuff like that. Not actual physical fights, but, you know, I don't miss that. Um, you know, we haven't been to a bar in a hot minute, but I definitely don't miss like a couple friends like getting into an argument over nothing at the bar. Do not miss that that either. Mostly because like both parties, it it starts about it when you're drunk, it starts about something and then it like goes on to something else. And I think that's my biggest pet peeve because listen, I'm down for a good debate, okay? 
I yeah. I don't shy away from a good piece of conflict that is tailored to gain education and cohesiveness. However, when you're fucking drunk, you get mad about, I don't know, fucking spilling your beer. And then suddenly you're in a conversation about political issues. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, what's really interesting is I heard this interview with Dr. Drew, who I'm not like a huge fan of, but he was saying that drunk words are not always sober thoughts and that mm-hmm. alcohol is an intoxicant and a substance. And it's like, like if you wouldn't take meth words as sober thoughts, like drunk words are not sober thoughts all the time. And that's interesting because I feel like people always are like, oh, she means this. This is this is something she thinks about all the time. And it's like, nope, that's not always true. No, she she was wilding out. She yeah. had a moment of weakness collapse. We don't know her. Yeah. Sometimes we can rally from it. And I think that this has happened to me with with friends. I'm usually not the one who starts the fight. It's usually like other people who may say something provocative. And usually when I'm drunk, I don't like to fucking engage because it it's not worth my, my fucking time. First of all, like I don't care about yeah, your I drama. Agree. I'm out. I came out to have a good fucking time, not to deal with you. I'm usually want to just say walk away we can talk about it tomorrow sometimes if I'm like if I feel competent enough to shut it down like I can do that by asking I I like to ask challenging questions um one time I was out um I my boyfriend's friend who I've never fucking liked because some of his friends are fucking racist they're underlying racist and um whatever and he came up to me and he was like um, how do you feel about like this immigration stuff? Like randomly at like 1 a.m. super drunk at a bar. And I'm obviously like the only person of color it like in that group. Um, obviously like with my history of immigration. And I was just like, um, it's funny that you bring that up. I was just wondering why you chose to bring that up now and to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, why is this the time or place? Yeah, I feel like the the problem with drunk people in conflict, I'm way more likely to get into a conflict with like men at a bar than I am yeah. to get with friends at a bar because drunk dudes and I'm only saying this because like I'm a heterosexual woman. So it's like these like weird encounters that I have with heterosexual men. Mm. I am get into arguments of over because I remember this one time I was out and this guy was like we were just talking literally in a group of like six people and then he turns to me and he was like do you know how to twerk and i was like what (laughs) i I literally asked i was like why would you ask me that he's like oh you know you um you seem like you know how to move i'm like not sure if he's being racist this seems like a racial microaggression to me yeah and then i got into a fight with him because he was like you're taking this way too seriously and i was like no i'm just trying to like get make it clear like why you're asking me this and you don't have a good answer and you're getting a little bit like defensive so i'm just like trying to figure it out and then all of his friends were like she's a bitch she's da 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 she's super aggressive and i was like i am not and i'm just happy that i like actually figured you guys out pretty quickly so that i never have to speak to you again i fucking feel that and i mean those are micro fucking aggressions you know what i For mean sure. like, <laughs> like sorry like, i was just calling on. him out on his um statement that had a racist underlying tone so um, yeah i'm not sorry about it um Literally. I, I remember one time um i went out and in seattle uh, there's different 
actually going out in Seattle overall fucking sucks because it is conquered by tech people. And this is a hot take, but get some heat for this. Like it is. Their job is the only character trait they fucking have. Like, they call them Amazombies. We're not fucking kidding. You go up to these dudes and they're like, I work at Amazon. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. (laughs) Yeah, like, I I mean, I literally have done this, like, in stand-up and every woman has laughed. So I know it's fucking true. But, like, I've one time this dude came up to me at a... It's not even a good bar. Like, this is a dingy bar. I'm like, why are you going to lead with... I went to Howard in, like, a gross Capitol Hill bar. Like, I don't... Most people don't even know what I mean, Howard like, is. Bitch. Like, <laughs> literally, like, you're trying to, like, pick up me up at this grimy bar. This is the cheapest bar in Seattle because they overserve you for $8. And you're going to, like, come through with your, like, I, I went to Howard and I work at Google. So does everyone else, buddy. Fucking cool. Literally, we, we're in Seattle. This is where literally. Everyone, um... <laughs> But in this occasion, I happen to be in South Lake Union, which is their their watering hole um, out there. So I was getting a drink at the bar with a friend and these guys came up to us and were like, do you guys want to stay with us? And we we're like, OK, yeah, sure. Whatever. We both had boyfriends. So the bar was full. It was a seat. And um, you do what you got to do. You do what you got to do. OK. Um, and then. I sit next to this dude and he tells me that he grew up, he's from, he works at Amazon. I don't think he even told me his name at this point. That was it. And that I was like, oh, cool. Like, where are you from? He was like, oh, I'm from like Seattle. I grew up in Mercer Island. And so Ella has this pretty good line that whenever someone says they're from a rich neighborhood in Seattle, she goes like, oh, you must come from money. <laughs> oh, he's like, I use that because like, I, I do do say that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you must come from money because Mercer Island is like the tiniest fucking island. All that's like on it is Microsoft. So all the f- people who work at Microsoft, all their families live there. So like. Obviously, I shouldn't have fucking assumed he came from money. But anyways, this fucking white dude lost it on me. He was like, I just fucking hate when people fucking see that because um, you're just assuming that I come from money and like you're assuming things about me. And I was just like, dude, like, don't take it so hard. It's not a dick. Like I was making a joke like I'm I apologize. You know, I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't mean to hurt your fucking ego, your feelings, whatever. And then he like didn't talk to me for a little bit. And I was like, like, seriously, like. You know, I apologize. Truly my fault, whatever. And then I was like, I'm just saying, like, did you ever experience like, like hunger? You know, like, did you have like instability in your household? Did you have both parents? And he was like, well, yeah. And I was like, OK, like, did you get did your college get paid for? And he was like, yeah. And then I was like, well, then you do fucking come from money, bro. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, it's so um, funny because I've said that a couple of times. I mean, I do it. Look, I'm going to be honest, like I could care less. Like if someone gets mad at me, like I, I, whatever, I'm at a bar, I'm talking to a random dude, the things that I get, that get said to me, me being like, oh, you come from money because it's like, people will be like, oh yeah. Like, um, I went to um, the big one is like, they'll say a private school in Seattle that I know was more than WC was a year, you know? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. if you went there and you grew up in that neighborhood, you probably come from money and I'm just doing it as a joke. And that hasn't. It, it usually doesn't cause any problems, it to be honest. It usually doesn't backfire. I know, because I've been <laughs> around you, and, like, we've done that together, and it never backfires. So well, because I, people are like, that's fucking funny that you would just say yeah, that. Because it's yeah. wild. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He There might be some underlying issue that I, like, provoked there. I, <laughs> I 
I mean, but, um, whatever. What were your intentions? I feel like this is the thing when it comes to conflict and like there's a bunch of types of conflict, but what are your intentions with the conflict? And yeah. like if that intention was a joke, then that was a joke and like how that could be offensive, you know? Like, oh, you're assuming things about me because da da da. Like, so no, wait, you- and I work at Amazon and I'm from Mercer Island. Like, yeah, dude, I did. Like, sorry, my bad. <laughs> you're fucking right. <laughs> I'm the asshole. It's me. It's me. <laughs> and I think that's the thing. I am a quick apologizer. I I'm okay being wrong. Like I will take accountability for anything that might have hurt your feelings. Like I think that's why sometimes I get myself out of a lot of situations because I have a lot of accountability for the way that like I can impact other people's lives. I feel like that has saved me a couple of times. Just a couple though. One time I did get fucking like my ass handed to me by this dude. Uh, needless to say, it was my fault. I made a, a blacked out lapse of judgment and said something really fucking stupid. It, but the next day, you know, it's it was a situation where like I thought I was texting somebody else. I ended up texting the person, the comment about them while I was blacked out. And, dude, like, no one has ever disrespected me this way before, all right? Like, I, in the morning, I apologized about the whole situation. I was like, I'm sorry. I would love to work this out. Um, I would love to talk to you about it, which I really appreciate when someone will speak to me about, like, things in person, not mm-hmm. through text that we can get into later. But essentially, this person was not receptive to my apology. He was my boyfriend's roommate. And... He it was like the day that we were leaving Pullman and we were all like really hung over. Like everyone had blacked out the day before. Everyone had made a scene. People broke up and got back together the, that same night. Like every single couple was tested and he comes in after like his shift at work and just rips me a new one. He's like, you're a fucking like shady bitch. Like you're a fucking liar. You're just trying to start drama. And I was just like. Hey, like, I would really love to talk to you about this, like, and apologize if, like, once you've calmed down, like, we can definitely do this in private. But no, like, he just kept fucking shouting at me. And that's where you lose me, okay? Here's the thing. I, I am sorry. I've apologized. I'm willing to make amends. But when you fucking disrespect me, now my dad taught me taught me way better than to ever speak to people like that and i do not I like agree. being spoken to that that way and aoc said it fucking best i will not take abuse from men <laughs> yeah i think that's the thing that sometimes like conflict escalates to a point that it was like it never was about this and like now it is escalates to a point that we can't de-escalate and now it's about something completely different than the original thing was and i really try to stay on topic when trying to talk about things because I've had like it happen where it's like it starts off at one thing and I'm like oh yeah I'm sorry about that that's my bad and then starts tumbling into a bunch of different stuff and I'm like okay so like this is a lot more than like what Mm -hmm. I'm apologizing for so like I feel like we need to resolve this first and then if you want to talk about b c d and e then that's totally fine but like right now you're just like ranting about things that you've never brought up to me before yeah and I think that's one thing that like I found different in myself than other people and like I know you're like this too where it's just like I don't sit here keeping checklists of things that people have upset 
me wrong about, to me <laughs> you know yeah. like i don't know i had a friend like maybe years later talk about a situation and bring it up in a, in a drunk argument where i was like yo that was like four years ago and you've never mentioned it <laughs> been keeping that in like, your heart for a lot. really long like time. that's a really long time because like for me if i like have an issue with my friend like i will just bring it up to them because i don't know like one of my favorite shows is frazier and like the main plot of Frasier is that he doesn't say anything about these issues and then they blow up on him and in the end it's like every episode usually resolves itself but it could have been resolved in the first scene of the episode if he had just like brought the issue to that person you know and it's like if you let something go on forever it snowballs and I think something I've learned a lot from well honestly like first living with my cousin who's a boy and dating my current boyfriend I realized that like I think as women we assume people like can pick up on things because we can because we can (laughs) because I like and then I've had some of a situation where my boyfriend would just be like how the fuck would that would I have picked up on that you know and I'm like that's kind of fair. I should have just brought this up. And so like now, especially I'm like, I just bring things up because then I know they're getting resolved. Right. Cause if you don't bring it up, nothing's going to change. Definitely. It took me some therapy work to do that and to realize that not only like I need to advocate my feelings about a certain thing that happened, but also like establish boundaries. So people understand like, the expectations that I have on them because like obviously it's not like I have all these expectations upon people but like I think that I carry myself a certain way and I expect other people to do the same thing as like a friend and some people like don't have like my ideals of friendship may not be other people's ideals of friendship so I have to like Mm -hmm. communicate that yeah I think that's a big thing where I know we were talking about boundaries, but I just feel like boundaries are something you like you set for yourself and they don't like they can change based on your relationship. But like the some of the boundaries I have for strangers are the same boundaries I have for like my friends and my boyfriend and my family. Like there's just some bare minimum things that like I will not allow. And because I keep them like kind of consistent it's helped me a lot in my later years now that I'm 28 because I can be like, wow, this person is pushing my boundaries, but just because they've been in my life for so long, I've allowed it. Or, yeah. But I would never let a stranger talk to me like this or a friend talk to me like mm-hmm. this. But because I have a different relationship with them, I like allow them to step over this boundaries. And so that's taken a lot because like, I'm 26. So I'm not going to be like, oh, like I wish this was something I had discovered when I was 20 and I could have gone through all of college with this, but it really wasn't. It's like something I've discovered recently. I totally I mean, I agree with you. I I have really tried to implement setting boundaries. Like I live with my older sister, which has been a very like a learning and growing experience, I think, for the both of us. And I think what I have found it most useful because we we fight all the time. You know, we bicker. We're we're sisters. It's just what we do Mm -hmm. Um, is just establishing boundaries of like, this is my space and this is my time. And I kind of get to decide what I want to do with it. I feel like there's a lot of boundaries that people need to set, but just like the boundary basics are how are you allowing to be communicated with? How are you being allowed to be treated? And, you know, you have to reciprocate it, obviously. Like if you're not going to, or you don't want someone to call you stupid ass (laughs) bitch, you shouldn't call them a stupid ass bitch. So these are boundaries that like you are living by too. So they're not going to be the same for everyone, obviously. Snap, sis. (laughs) 
You can also, if you're like me and like to avoid conflict, boundaries are a great way to solve maybe an issue. Um, a story to relate to this would be, I used to work at Baskin Robbins uh, in high school and I committed a few... I wouldn't say they were my fault because there was always two people closing, but there were there were there were some not so good things I did. Like I accidentally left the place unlocked and the lights on. Now, was that fully my fault? No. <laughs> did I accidentally forget to lock the freezer and leave it open, melting all the ice cream in the store? Yeah, I did that. Okay. Am I sorry about it? Yeah, I did. So when my boss, he he was an interesting man. He was c kind of a racist, okay? He had prejudice against black people. He was Asian, but he would only hire Mexican and Asian people. He did not hire white people because he didn't trust them and he did not like black people. Issues. Um, and I went after these offenses. I got a phone call, obviously, like the next day because, well, when I left the store open, somebody went inside and the cops were called. But um, in both of these instances, I got a phone call and he just, you know, I just said like, yeah, I never admitted guilt. You know, I was like, <laughs> I work with another person. I'm not sure are bad, though, you know, are bad. Um, and instead of reprimanding us and giving us like a big kind of lecture about this he just very kindly um put up a board that said there's a three strike rule if you fuck up three times you're fired and were i you like do these resets <laughs> were you like do these reset like three strikes from now right <laughs> yeah i think so because that the policy wasn't there until after me right um <laughs> but that was such an eloquent way to be like I understand that you're working here, but here are the boundaries, <laughs> the expectations. So that's just like a great way to start establishing boundaries to maybe say, you know what? We have no beef. I'm letting this one go. But this is my expectations moving forward. Plugs of the week. Plugs of the week. All right. So my plug of the week, I already talked about my tattoo. I'll post a picture on Instagram, but I got this sick tat done by um, this dude named Justin and he is at the Nova Project Tattoo. I would say he has a bunch of really dope artists that all specialize in different things. So like there's something there for everyone. This other girl that was getting tattooed like by somebody else had like this super sick like traditional tattoo getting done and there's people who do hand poke and realism and all of this sort of stuff so that's at the nova project tattoo down in queen anne so i highly recommend there they have like eight artists and they're all super tight so recommend that they're great people really nice my plug of the week goes to tania alarcon uh, she's an artist she's actually from mexico city um but you can find her work on etsy and there's free shipping to the u.s um as well as mexico and she does does like colorful paintings and illustrations they are very cute super fun and she fundraises money for children in vulnerable circumstances um so i'll put up links to find her art all right those were the plugs of the week now we're talking we're going to talk about a little bit about how to apologize because some people don't seem to know how to apologize <laughs> yeah i definitely feel like it's not only about how you apologize, but like how you proceed after. Mm -hmm. I think that if you're going to own up to something and you made a mistake, you have to make steps to not make that mistake again. Yeah. You know, 
And if you, and I do think that like actions speak louder than words sometimes while an apology is helpful in the moment to help resolve things. If you keep on doing the action, then you're not really that sorry. And I think the big thing that I say when I apologize is just like owning up to what I did and apologizing for I did this and it led to this. And I'm really sorry that both of those things happened and then letting them know my intentions. Like those were not my intentions. Mm -hmm. And I'm really sorry that that's what made you feel like. And just like validating their feelings. um, Yeah. Because just because that's not what you meant doesn't mean that's how you made someone feel. So, yeah, I, I also think it's really important to, uh, like again apologize in person if you can't like if this is not a person you can reach like give them a call I've been a apo- I've had a situation where I was apologized through snapchat and I just felt like by like someone who I thought was my best friend and I was just like bro a f- like fuck boys apologize to me through snapchat you know what I mean yeah like <laughs> that shit isn't kept that that goes away like in a moment so don't be impersonal mostly if you care about that person and you want to have them in their in your life i would also say don't set up excuses i think excuses are petty like just own up to how you hurt their feelings and like if you have other unresolved emotions about a certain topic bring it up another time be like hey there's actually other things that I would like to talk to you about but make it a separate occasion mm-hmm. rather than like you know, you know what I mean because sometimes it's like yeah. it's like oh yeah I'm sorry I did this but like I was feeling like this and this and this and this and it's like well you never communicated that you were feeling this and this and this and this so now I'm kind of confused it's like why you're bringing it up when you're the one who hurt my feelings yeah (laughs) don't say things like I'm sorry you feel that way that's my least fucking favorite thing that people say because it's like well I didn't just fucking feel this way like you made me feel this way yeah (laughs) also remember I guess in any conflict I think like this goes into relationships, but I like to think about this with friends like you can you can have an argument, but have an argument with love, like know that you're friends with this person for a Mm -hmm. reason and that like obviously you have something worth like fighting for. You don't always have to be in the same page with people, but definitely talking through it is worth it to just build stronger friendships and knowing that at the end of the day, that space where you argue is a safe space um, is important. I think that sometimes when you apologize, think about it not as like you're a bad person and you're apologizing for being a bad person. It's like you're apologizing for a certain event. And I feel like, especially when you're arguing with friends, like they're your friend for a reason. So they obviously don't think that you're inherently a bad person. So maybe not take the conflict super seriously and more look at the action that led them to being upset. And I feel like this is just from like, you know, from therapy or whatever is that sometimes people don't want to say sorry because they feel like they're going to admit to being a bad person or they feel like if they say sorry, sorry for something that they they're always in the wrong or they feel like it's like a little like some kind of pride thing where they don't want to say sorry because they don't feel like they did something wrong and it's like even if those weren't your intentions and you're trying to like do the best thing for somebody else but it was interpreted some different way it doesn't really matter what you do it's how the other person takes it and yeah you just have to like 
go more with that than like your feelings and then there's also this part where people don't understand your inner monologue so Mm -hmm. if you say something and it really hurts somebody but like those weren't your intentions you can definitely share that with them but that doesn't make their feelings invalidated yeah and ending notes don't be petty if you're gonna subtweet some conflict tag him fuck it (laughs) i'm big on this i literally i i've never subtweeted someone in my entire goddamn life i'll fucking tell you that i will just fucking tag that person i remember when we used to live in that sorority and they had like a live-in page there was a page where everyone who lived in was on it and someone like posted something that was clearly directed at me and berenice i literally commented in there and was like you can feel free to just at me next time and they were like well this wasn't about you specifically like other people do this too and i was like yeah but this was specifically about me so like feel free just to at me it's not a big deal <laughs> <laughs> and then they like came out to me in person was like i'm so sorry like I, I really wasn't trying to like at you this has just been a problem and i'm like i'm just saying like you could just at me it's not a big deal you could come up to my room but say what you posted passive aggressively on this page i hate passive aggressiveness they were trying to avoid conflict but still yeah <laughs> be petty <laughs> All right, you guys, that's the episode. I hope this was helpful. I would love some feedback on this episode if it wasn't. I mean, (laughs) I'm just joking. Y'all are toxic. (laughs) You're the worst fucking apologizers. well be kind to others spread love um take care of yourselves dm us you know if you're having a hard time we're probably having a hard time too oh Uh, yeah definitely reach out if you want keep listening you know rate subscribe tell a friend about us uh we have some really fun guests coming up that we're super excited about so we're definitely trying to keep the momentum going and we love you thank you so much for listening you can find our instagram and like links to everything at things number four your concern and then our personal instagrams at bernice diaz m and at ella l tutor all right have a great week bye